Life Audio. Welcome to Christian Natural Health with naturopathic Dr. Lauren DeVille. Christian Natural Health is the podcast on how to get and stay healthy God's way. You'll hear topics on nutrition, exercise, sleep, avoiding toxicity, meditating on scripture, what supplements to take, stress management, defeating anxiety and worry, how to reconcile Eastern medicine approaches with Christianity, and a whole lot more. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lauren. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Natural Health. Today, I'm going to be talking about how salt affects insulin. So uh, my previous podcast uh, talked about how salt affected blood pressure, or how it doesn't, as the case may be. As I mentioned in that podcast, low sodium can actually increase the risk for cardiovascular disease by a number of mechanisms. One of those mechanisms is by increasing insulin levels and thus eventually insulin resistance. Here's a couple of mechanisms by how by which that happens. So sodium restriction activates hormones to retain it. Sodium levels in the body are regulated not just by intake, but also by a delicate balance of hormones. If your intake is too low, the hormones renin and angiotensin, aldosterone, and antidiuretic hormone, or ADH, step in to increase sodium retention. These hormones themselves are associated with an increase in insulin resistance. This might be because insulin itself stimulates the kidneys to reabsorb sodium, um, and that might be one mechanism by which the other hormones regulate sodium levels. Because of that effect, ingestion of sugar, which will trigger insulin release tends to increase sodium retention and thus blood pressure. In other words, low sodium leads to higher insulin, and particularly if this is combined with high sugar intake, this leads to higher blood pressure, the exact opposite of what a low sodium diet is supposed to do. Sodium restriction may occur via limiting intake, via uh, via fasting, even intermittent, as electrolytes tend to plunge as ketones rise. That's what causes the ketogenic flu. Via loss as a side effect of many common medications, including diabetic medications, and also via heavy sweating. All of these could potentially activate the hormones mentioned that I just mentioned, leading to both insulin resistance and increased arterial stiffness. One study shows that increased exercise training and sweat loss without adequate sodium repletion, somewhere in the neighborhood of 1,500 milligrams of sodium for every half hour of heavy sweating, can lead to symptoms of hyponatremia within two weeks. These symptoms include hypertension, presumably secondary to activation of the renin-angiotensin-aldosterone system. Rehydration with water alone will lead to increased urination but won't balance sodium losses. 
Salt restriction also seems to send an emergency signal to the body such that it stimulates the sympathetic or fight-or-flight autonomic nervous system, presumably because the hallmark of this system is to burn energy as rapidly as possible rather than store it, as with the parasympathetic rest and digest nervous system, increased sympathetic activity and insulin resistance tend to go hand in hand. Typically, in addition to allowing glucose inside the cells, insulin also has a vasodilating effect on the blood vessels, which should lead to a drop in blood pressure. But this only occurs when the cells of the blood vessels are sensitive to the insulin signal. Low-salt diets cause epinephrine to rise. This is the precursor to norepinephrine to rise, and this is the precursor to epinephrine, otherwise known as adrenaline, the main neurotransmitters of the sympathetic nervous system. As this occurs, vascular sensitivity to insulin decreases. This is likely another reason why a low-salt diet has less of an effect on blood pressure than might be anticipated from the osmotic effects of sodium alone. It also demonstrates decreased systemic insulin sensitivity secondary to low sodium levels as well. The story is never one-sided, though. In another study, salt-sensitive individuals seem to be less able to compensate for high or low salt levels with compensatory mechanisms. These individuals made up about 18.4% of those in the study, and they did show an increase in blood pressure of at least 5 millimeters of mercury with high salt intake. Unfortunately, these individuals are also more likely to be insulin resistant. This will be true even if salt-sensitive individuals consume low-salt diets, but it will be significantly worse if they consume high salt diets. What this means is, if you're someone whose blood pressure is more sensitive to salt intake, you need to be careful, more careful than most with your sugar and white carbohydrate intake. These are primarily found in processed foods, which also tend to be high in sodium content as well. So eat real unprocessed food the way God made it. Bottom line, insulin resistance is certainly epidemic. Even those who eat healthy may struggle to keep blood sugar in ideal ranges, and those already committed to eating healthy are more likely than most to follow accepted health guidelines and limit sodium. For those, increasing healthy salt intake may also help to stabilize blood sugar, particularly if you sweat excessively, are on a low-carb or ketogenic diet, or an intermittent fasting protocol, are on any medications that deplete sodium, don't consume much salt, or drink reverse osmosis water. I will link in the show notes to the blog review this comes from, and all of the PubMed studies are linked. Thanks for joining me, and I'll see you next time. Are you looking for a holistically minded healthcare practitioner who truly treats root cause rather than symptom suppression? Unfortunately, even in the alternative healing professions, this isn't a given. That's why I've created wholehealthdoctor.com, a resource to help connect patients to healthcare practitioners in their area who share a root cause philosophy. Alternatively, most of the practitioners listed also practice telehealth. So if there isn't anyone local to you, you can still find a great practitioner to help you regain optimal health. Go to wholehealthdoctor.com. That's whole healthdr.com, type in your location or adjust the specialty that you're looking for and find the practitioner who's right for you. Thanks for listening to Christian Natural Health. This show is run by you, so please write in with topic and guest suggestions for future shows. For more great content, subscribe to Dr. Lauren's blog at www.drlaurendeville.com or follow her on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Lauren DeVille. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to share it with your friends and give us a five-star rating in iTunes. It really helps us to stand out so other people can discover great content as well. Have a great week and God bless you.
In a world where relationships are easily broken and often discarded, the Rebuilding Us Marriage Podcast is your lighthouse, guiding the way to hope, restoration, and transformation in Christ. I'm your host and marriage coach, Dana Shea. Join me as we discuss the necessary tools for rebuilding marriages from adversity, betrayal, and disconnection. It's time to reignite love as we rebuild marriages from the ground up. Listen to the Rebuilding Us Marriage podcast on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.